This video is brought to you by the Wrestling GM app. You can download it. It is available on Android and iOS. Take a look. Through the Wrestling GM app, your job is to be the general manager. Your say is final. Pick how each show plays out, who fights who, who is the champion, and how each wrestler's career evolves over time. The cards are all yours to play. To download the game, the link is in the description box below. Now, on to our interview with Jonah. Hey everyone, it is Denise Salcedo. Welcome back to the channel. I am very happy and excited to introduce to you my guest for today. He has been doing the media rounds and now he is here with me today. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Jonah. What's up, Jonah? Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, happy to be here again. I know this is our officially our second interview together. Obviously, it's an entirely different setting. Uh, we're going to be talking about some different stuff that have happened. Uh, with that being said, uh, before we get into all of the willy nilly and details and all of that good stuff, I do want to ask you how you're doing today and how, you know, the media tour has been treating you thus far. Uh, doing really well. It's been great to uh, connect with a lot of the media again. Uh, let them know about my new ventures in professional wrestling and what to expect uh, in the immediate future in 2022. Keeping you busy. You have a very busy schedule. I know you're ending 2021 with a bang and kind of going into 2022 with some pretty exciting stuff. Yes, very much so. Awesome. Awesome. So we are going to go ahead and kind of rewind a little bit before we get to all of the exciting new things that you are doing. I am going to talk to you about, you know, your release from WWE because I went back and I was like, let me look at the dates. Let me look at the time frame <laughs> of everything that went down. So you yeah. and I had an interview prior to your match with Adam Cole. I think it was like either July 25th, July 26th that you and I literally had a conversation where we were talking about your Mattel figure, Samoa Joe being one of your dream opponents, where we were talking about the rumors that you are possibly going to be going to the main roster. And we were even talking about the bloodline and literally all of these things. Then I think roughly like what, two weeks later, August 6th, out of nowhere, your name is included in these WWE releases. And I'm sitting there reading this list thinking, what the hell? I am super shocked. So I kind of just, and not just me, obviously, everybody. <laughs> yeah. um, so Jonah, I have to ask you, when you have all of this that is going on, and then all of a sudden you are on the name of the list of releases, how surprised were you and what was your reaction to all of that? Uh, very surprised. You know, I've told everyone when I got that call, I actually thought it was about going to SmackDown or Raw because... That is what I assumed was happening. That is what creative sort of told me, like you'd be headed towards the main roster. Uh, and then when I got the call, it was that I was being released. So I, I was very shocked uh, when I got that call. And um, if anyone had been paying attention to NXT, I was one of the heavily featured guys. I had just been North American champion. And from what I was told, I was supposed to be throughout the main event for the rest of the year. And uh, things change in an instant, I guess. How did that make you feel? Because, you know, you're out here, you know, NXT North American champion, former at this point, but still, it's like you were actually one of the people that the belt had kind of been moved around a lot and we were finally getting a steady champion and you were doing things as the champion, you know, making headwaves and then kind of that's taken away from you and everybody's thinking, oh, okay, you know, all these reports, he's going to go to Raw or SmackDown. So does that anger you? Like, how does that make you feel? 
Yeah, definitely. I I uh, didn't have any sort of emotion of sadness or, or being upset, which a lot of people, when they get released, that's sort of the the instant that you go to. And, and, and of course, you should. Um, but I've been through so many ups and downs in my professional wrestling career where I've had things like this before where I've been told no and thought, you know, that was it. But this time around, I was like, okay, I'm more angry because I'd worked so hard through NXT and, and believed in the black and gold brand so much that now I'm just going to take my talents and wherever I go, I'm going to explode. And uh, that's to WWE's detriment because that could have been on a Raw or SmackDown. Exactly. And that's the thing, too, that I was curious about asking you, because obviously, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about NXT 2.0, but you've seen the direction in which they moved. Is a part of you kind of thinking like maybe you got out at a good time or is part of you thinking, no, I should have stuck around and they should have given me a proper run, you know, on Raw or SmackDown? Yeah, I think in regards to 2.0, definitely I've had people say that to me and myself watching the product and it's no it's no disrespect to anyone that's on 2.0 it's just that uh that is not where i'd want to be if that was the direction so i i think it was almost not a happy accident I, you know it's never good to lose a job but uh i don't think i'd fit in there anyway so in that regard yes but i do think i had a lot that i could have done raw and smackdown wise you know all of us guys and girls that get into the wrestling business obviously want to be on a wrestlemania or or a Royal Rumble, and I didn't get to do those things. Exactly. And I remember talking about that with you in our yeah. interview where you were like, I want my Royal Rumble moment. I want my, <laughs> uh, my SummerSlam WrestleMania moment. And I'm thinking, oh, yeah, he's going to get it. Like, he's going to be fine. He's probably, he, you know what I thought? What's funny, too, is that when we did that interview, you and I, I was kind of, for some reason, I, I was like, okay, he's not going to come out and write, you know, tell me, hey, I'm going to Raw or hey, I'm going to SmackDown. So, like, I was doing that interview with the assumption of, like, hey, in a week or two, this guy's going to be on the main roster. And, you know, here's this was that was kind of like my train of thought. So, you know, with that being said, I know you mentioned that you had this interview. I mean, excuse me, this conversation, this meeting with Vince McMahon. And I kind of wanted to ask you about that because I know mm -hmm. from what you have said in other interviews that from the sounds of it, you know, he liked what he was doing. Uh, he came off pretty impressive in a lot of the stuff that you guys talked about. So, like, when you get that feedback from, you know, the head honcho, the man himself, and then all of a sudden, you, these cuts come around, it's almost like something isn't making sense. Like, what happened between point A and point B? Yeah, I, I, I've racked my uh, brain about that for a long time. And, you know, I've had a lot of people within the business as well contact me from Raw and SmackDown friends that are like, you know, you can't take this personal. It's just a business decision. And if you think about it for too long, like you, you're going to question everything. And um, I can't see any other reason other than, you know, they didn't see me fitting in whatever mold they want for Raw and SmackDown. And then at the same time, Obviously, I thought if I didn't go to a main roster, if I didn't go to Raw SmackDown, I'd be back on the black and gold brand. But I didn't know that was also being gutted and changed. So I guess they didn't see me fitting in any of their rosters. And uh, that was why. But uh, I've always told everyone that I've ever spoken to that I'm that sort of performer, that sort of wrestler, super heavyweight, that not only can I fit on any roster anywhere in the world, uh, I can fit in any time frame as well. Like Jonah can wrestle in the 80s, 90s, 2000s, like I, I'm that sort of talent that you can place anywhere. Were you ever given an opportunity to sort of pitch a creative idea for the main roster for yourself? 
No, never. So I th- they went just off of what they'd seen on NXT, which I think is pretty much nothing. So so even though they, you know, obviously you can log on to Peacock and see everything that I did with NXT and me becoming the champion and, and what Bronson Reed was. And Bronson Reed very much is just myself. Um, obviously, I'm a baby face. It's sort of connecting to myself. And uh, with the main roster, they got to see me in a dark match and then a really short main event match. And I guess that's what they went off of. But I would have loved to be able to talk about creative because the one thing that I always wanted to do in NXT and possibly the main roster is be a heel. Uh, and they didn't get to see that side of me. No one in WWE got to see that side of me. But now, Impact, New Japan Pro Wrestling, these places are getting to see the top dog. Do you feel like you could have done anything differently? Do you like? I know you mentioned that you've racked your head, and I'm sure during all of that, you start to think of all these little stories, all these little moments. Like you analyze everything. Do you think you could have done anything differently, or you think that's just like a BS? You know. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think I could have done anything different. You know, I was very close with Hunter and Sean in NXT and they were happy with everything that I had done. And I'm one of those people that's constantly checking in. Like, if you need me to change something, I can change it. Um, and they were big fans of Bronson Reed. So, but the same was said, you know, with my meeting with Vince and, and Bruce Pritchard and John Laurinaitis were there as well. If they had said, hey, we need you to do this or change character or do this. I've been in the wrestling business for long enough to be able to do that. Um, but yeah, just no opportunity to be even given that. It's it's pretty interesting because like, it almost feels like, you know, a lot of the people that they did cut, it's one of those things where you're like, okay, maybe they didn't have an idea for them. And, but then at the same time, it's like, well, maybe listen perhaps to perhaps an idea that you might possibly have that maybe they didn't know could actually work and be done correctly. Because if I go like, you know, obviously I watched your entire NXT run, you know, every single week, et cetera. So like for me, like as an uh, outsider's perspective, I kind of felt like you were really just getting started. And that's yes. why I thought, I kind of thought what was going to happen to you was like similar to what we saw with Keith Lee, where we got started on NXT, explode. They took him out because he became something. And I thought that that was essentially the same path that they were going to, you know, the same thing that they were going to do with you. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing is, I always thought as well, if you, if you're not going to listen to the talent themselves, like myself uh, for pitches, why not speak to Triple H, who's going to tell you everything about me? Why not speak to Shawn Michaels? These guys are the greatest minds in wrestling. Like these are the people you can speak to, or just listen to the fans. You could see that instantly when i would come out in nxt i resonated with people like that's what it is if you look on on social media as well like bronson reed was never someone that was uh pooped on by people (laughs) say to you know to say it in a nice way um so yeah it's, it's very much something that is i think was shocking to a lot of people when my name was on the release And you mentioned Shawn Michaels, you mentioned Triple H, two very respected people. And one of the common themes that I'm constantly seeing is that whenever someone's released or they choose to leave the company on their own, you know, their own right, whatever the case is, right? I noticed that a lot of people that got to work in NXT or got to work with Triple H and Shawn always really have like this very respectful, respectful, uh, they're always making sure to thank people like Triple H and Shawn Michaels. And that's one of the things that I constantly see. So I kind of want to ask you, you know, what was it like to work with them? And I know, you know, talking about the releases and all of that can sometimes leave a sour note. But when you look back at your time in WWE, what would you say were some of the things that you feel you're going to carry along with you, like for the rest of your life? Yeah, I, I learned so many valuable things from both Sean and from both uh, Hunter. Um, 
obviously it's very intimidating when you first get there. You know, I've been watching these guys my whole life. Then to be working with them, you sort of have to get over that barrier of, okay, that's Triple H and that's HBK. Um, but once you've broken down that barrier, like I became pretty good friends with Sean and, and, and same with Hunter that you could just laugh and, and, and come up with ideas creatively together. And I think a lot of what I learned, I was actually coached by Sean. I was in his uh, wrestling class at the PC for, for quite a long time. And I learned so much from sitting there every day and listening to what he thought about wrestling that that's invaluable. And I'll use that wherever I go. That's amazing. And you're kind of just like, hold on, like, take a second, take a breather. You know, Sean Michaels <laughs> is telling me, you know, hey, this is what, you know, et cetera, you know, to do. So I feel like that's obviously something that you could always carry with you, regardless of, you know, how things ended up playing out. Now, I do also want to ask you, because when you see all of these releases coming out and you see all of these names, like you can't help but to put yourself also in the minds of the talent in terms of like, you don't know if you're next. We've seen some big name people get cut. We've seen some small name people get cut and people in between what is and then you weren't part of the first round or the second round of cuts you had already seen several releases so what is the morale for the talent when they are seeing people of pretty much any spot on the roster sort of get released by the company yeah i mean it's it's definitely not good for morale i've spoken to people that are still there and it just puts people you know on edge people walk around on eggshells and stuff like that because then like, for example, when the first few rounds of cuts happened, which were never good when someone gets released, I was one of those people that never worried about it. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm set. I, I never thought I was going to be released. And from speaking to some of the higher ups in WWE, they always said, like, you're going to have a job for a long time, not to worry. Um, and then when I was released, there's, you know, people that are close with me in NXT and WWE that now are worried for themselves. Do you think it's one of those things where it's like people assume because you're talented and you got the, the people that see all the good and you think, oh, well, this guy's safe. But then all of a sudden <laughs> it's like, oh, shoot, maybe he's not. And now also maybe I'm not. Do you think that's kind of what it is? Yeah, 100 percent. I, I think a, a lot of people put in the faith into the talent that, of course, you're not going to be released. You're too talented. Uh, but I don't think it's about that. You know, I don't know 100 percent why they were doing the releases. You know, they always cite things like budget cuts, but it's definitely not budget cuts. So uh, I'm not 100 percent sure why, but it can happen to anyone. It's when and I, I've always and I've had to ask you this, too, because for me, it kind of feels a little insulting to say you were released due to budget cuts when you kind of feel like that's not necessarily the case. Do you kind of wish they would just kind of flat out say, hey, Jonah, we didn't have any ideas for you. We don't know what you're going to do on the main roster. We're going to release you. Yeah, 100 percent. And I was one of those people, you know, a lot of people get that call from Stanford, whether it's from Johnny or whoever it is, uh, they get told, hey, we're releasing you. And then they go, OK, thank you. And that's it. Um, but me being me, I, I questioned it straight away because I want answers straight away. So when uh, I spoke to John Laurinaitis and he said, hey, uh, we're releasing you. You have so many days non-compete. I said, OK, cool. What is the reasoning for you releasing me? Uh, and he gave me, again, a bit more of a blanket statement that didn't help me at all. Was just it's a no for now, but the door is always open. And I was like, OK, I'd rather you tell me it was something to do with character or we didn't like your size, or we didn't like how you moved in the ring, so whatever it is, because then I know I can work on that and change it. But to my knowledge, it was nothing like that. I guess they just didn't see me fitting in. 
I've heard from multiple people, whether it's true or not, because you hear so many stories backstage, that it came down to a look thing. Um, And I guess if they don't like the way you look, they don't want you on their television program. Right, right. But at the same time, like, I'm glad that you asked because I think in yeah. that moment, everybody reacts differently. You like you either ask or you don't. And if you don't, it kind of eats away at you. Yes. Yeah, for sure. I, w- I knew I had the hindsight to be like, well, I need to ask some sort of question here or I'm going to be thinking about it nonstop. Yeah. And then all of a sudden you're going to be questioning everything you do and then everything you're good at, you're going to be like, <laughs> well, maybe that's not good and I shouldn't do it, you know, and kind of like affect your own work, et cetera. Um, before we do move on, like, you know, to everything that you're working on now, I do want to ask you, you know, looking back at your run in WWE, I want to ask you what was like your favorite moment of your career where you're going to look at that and be like, damn, I was so proud that that happened, et cetera. Uh, it has to be when I won the North American championship, you know, um, it was they sent it a whole episode of uh, NXT to be around me and Johnny in that cage match. And then when I won the title, uh, the cage rose and fireworks went off and I cried. I didn't you know, I didn't plan on crying. I remember telling my wife, like, no, I won't cry. But it, <laughs> but in that moment, you know, I'd been w- working for, oh, you know, almost 14 years to get to that sort of moment. It sort of just all came rushing towards me and then Hunter told my wife to get into the ring as well. So then I got to have that moment with her. Like it was a very special moment that I won't forget. That's awesome. And I feel like you're always definitely going to have that, like, regardless. And so much more, honestly, because we're about to switch gears. And I feel like if you haven't been, you know, keeping up with the wrestling headlines, et cetera, then you, you're you going to be shocked, right? Not shocked, but you're going to kind of see all of the things that you are sort of working on and that you kind of have going for you right now. So I'm going to start things off with Impact Wrestling because you essentially made a huge splash when you debuted in Impact Wrestling, attacking Josh Alexander, who's literally been doing like the best work of his career in the last like you know couple you know months year so however much you want to say so I do want to ask you what your thoughts are in terms of getting to work with impact wrestling getting to work with talents like Josh Alexander and so much of the other talents that they have on their roster yeah I'm really looking forward to being able to do work in impact wrestling and I think the way that I did debut at turning point was like a perfect debut you know, it set the scene straight away that there's this new big bad guy on the scene and he can take out one of your top guys. And that's what I did in Josh Alexander. And I know how good he is at wrestling. And I want people to see when us two eventually do get to meet in a ring, uh, just how good I am as well. And that I should be in that same same name as him. That's really awesome. And that's the thing, too, is that we literally just kind of like right now we just mentioned Impact, but you got Impact Wrestling, New Japan Pro Wrestling. And then just today you were announced as the first entrant into the PWG Battle of Los Angeles. And I'm from Los Angeles, so (laughs) I can tell you that, you know, I've been to my fair share of bolas. I know how important PWG is to wrestling, to the LA scene and just like so much. So I do what I want to start off with. How does it make you feel that all of these people sort of wanted to work with you reached out to you and now you're getting to enjoy all of these different opportunities and not only that enjoy these different opportunities but also get to work with such a huge uh versatility of talent that is out there i feel great you know it it just confirms to me what i was doing with wwe was working because obviously people were watching and uh 
you know, unfortunate for some people, they do get released and then you don't really hear much of them or they or they flounder on some of the independent shows and then that's sort of it. But I I always knew that uh, I wanted to be some what of a big deal in professional wrestling and it and it makes me happy that as soon as I come out, I get to do things like, uh, you know, be a big deal for New Japan Pro, Pro Wrestling, debut for Impact Wrestling, uh, be in my third Battle of Los Angeles. But this time... It's different because the first time I went, I was definitely an underdog unknown from from Australia. Uh, then by the second time, people had known me. I'd been in PWG for a year. But now this time, I'm the big guy returning, probably odds on favorite. Exactly. And so far, like, we still don't know who else is no. in the Battle of Los Angeles. We still don't know. Don't worry. I, I'm not going to ask you about, like, who you think could be in there. But I don't even know. So <laughs> I, figured, I figured. I was like, there's no way that stuff is getting out. Like, I no. get it. I get it. But I will ask you this. You know, you mentioned you're going in there as, you know, the big name for this time around. Obviously, you were first introduced for a specific reason, given the name that you have. So with that being said, what are you most looking forward to uh, in terms terms of your upcoming experience with PWG at Battle of, of Los Angeles? Uh, I'm looking forward to being back in front of that crowd. You know, I loved performing for the PWG crowd. They're a very hardcore wrestling fan. Uh, if they don't like you, they'll let you know. And I like both of that. You know, I like getting to hear the crowd when they react to how good a match is. But at the same time, I also like feeding off them if they don't like me. So <laughs> I'm looking forward to being back in front of that crowd and also Potentially, again, I don't know who's going to be in the tournament, but potentially wrestling guys that I haven't worked with before, maybe some new up and comers in the independent scene and uh, showing them how I do it. Oh, it's going to be exciting, man. Like I will like obviously you've experienced it. And like if you've never experienced PWG and you're like watching this interview, it is a uh, I don't explain it. You know, it's it's a thing like I remember going to the shows when they were at the Jewish Life Community Center yep. where the tickets were like twenty five dollars <laughs> and I could sit in the first like three rows. So like to kind of just see like the evolution of like everything yeah. has been pretty insane. It's a pretty in a cool experience for all wrestling fans and for wrestlers. Yeah, for me, it's the it's the mecca of independent wrestling. You know, yes. I, I think it set the standard for a long time of this is where the best independent wrestlers go, whether it's before going on to WWE, whether it's after WWE, whether it's legends from Japan, it, all the best have been involved in pro wrestling guerrilla. And I think uh, obviously with the pandemic, they had some time off and now it's time for them to get that name recognition again as the number one company in independent wrestling. It's one of those things like, I have arrived, I am here, I'm at PWG, <laughs> know yeah. my name, et cetera, et cetera. So now we can't skip past and we definitely have to get into New Japan Pro Wrestling because uh, I want to know how excited are you to work with the company? And then, uh, you know, once things get better and you can actually go to Japan, I kind of want to get an idea of, you know, kind of what you're cooking inside inside your mind right now in terms of, you know, working for the company. Yeah, I'm super excited to be able to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, to me, it's the best professional wrestling company in the world when it comes to actual pro wrestling. That's what they focus on most, what happens in the ring. Uh, and I've been such a fan of New Japan for such a long time, since I was a teenager. And uh, now being part of it myself, I think there's some special matches that I can have there. And when I actually get to go to Japan, I can't wait that I actually wrestled in Japan for Pro Wrestling Noah in 2013, 14, and 15. And I'd love to be able to be back in front of those fans as well. And now all these years later, you know, I was a, a young up-and-comer up then, like I'm much different now. So 
that excites me a lot. So I do have to ask you because, and I, I was going to ask you this later on in the interview, but you just mentioned it. So Wrestle Kingdom, night three, we're getting New Japan guys, we're getting pro wrestling Noah guys. Uh, what was your reaction to that announcement, given the history between those two companies and the type, the talents from those two companies and getting to sort of see those come together for this special night? Yeah, it's, it's sort of like my ex-girlfriend fighting my new girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> I'm married, by the way, so not, that wouldn't happen. Uh, but that's sort of what it feels like. Um, I, I have such a love and history with Pro Wrestling Noah, and I respect everything that they do, and they, they gave me my start in wrestling, really, and that's what got me seen for things like PWG. Um, and the, the talent that they have at the moment and the guys that are coming up, I think are going to match so well with the New Japan guys. So it's just going to be great for fans to be able to see that happen. Do you have any matches where you're like, damn, I really hope they book these? Yeah, well, well, I don't know. I mean, I always put myself into the matches and that's what that's sort of what I'm focused on at the moment. But I'm happy to see whatever they do with that uh, New Japan versus Noah on the third night of Wrestle Kingdom. It's going to be very, very exciting. Now, I do also want to ask you, uh, you know, you, given your size, given your size, given your ability and what you can do, you have been compared to guys like Big Bam, like, uh, like Bam Bam Bigelow, like Vader, you know, guys that essentially made a name for themselves in New Japan Pro Wrestling as well. How does it feel for you to sort of kind of be given uh, an opportunity where you can now kind of be seen even more so along that same line, you know, given these names that I just mentioned? Yeah, it means a lot to me. You know, I'm such a big fan of all those people. Uh, and I think there hasn't been a big foreigner in New Japan in a long time that can beat up all those uh, Japanese wrestlers like a Stan Hansen or a Vader. And I sort of want to be that in the modern era. Uh, to my knowledge, the IWGP Championship, there's only been four champions over 300 pounds, which was uh, Vader, Scott Norton, Bob Sapp and Brock Lesnar. I want to be the fifth. That would be absolutely incredible, man. Like, I'm yeah. so glad that you mentioned that because that kind of gets me, like, exciting. It's, it gets me excited to see, like, what you're going to be doing in New Japan. And then also, you know, uh, obviously you have Nemesis coming up, which is uh, coming up this weekend on the 9th. Nemesis here in uh, in Hollywood, correct? Yeah, here in correct. Hollywood. So, yep. you know, you're going to be wrestling David Finley. Tell us a little bit about what we can expect from the show, how you feel about getting to work with New Japan Strong, etc. Yeah, the show's going to be really good. It's really stacked. There's myself and uh, David Finley. You also have Jay White wrestling Christopher Daniels. Uh, Eddie Kingston is also on the card. Like, th it's going to be a very stacked show. And uh, I was fortunate enough to work with David's dad, Fit Finley, in, in WWE as a coach and producer. And if he's anything like his dad, I know I'm going to be in for a hell of a fight. Um, and they're the matches that excite me. So I know from my match, you're going to see one hell of a fight. I'm excited. I'm excited. Now, my last question for you before I let you go and continue the rest of your day is, you know, we're just around the corner from a brand new year, 2022. I think it's going to be a crazy year overall and even more so crazy year in pro wrestling. Can you kind of give us an insight into what your goals are for 2022? Uh, my goals are to be, you know, I've, I've, I've quoted myself as the top dog. Uh, I want people to Think of the top, top, the top dog synonymous with professional wrestling when it comes to New Japan, Impact, 
and, and things like that. You know, with WWE, I think you think of guys like Roman Reigns and Big E. If you think about AEW, you probably think of Kenny Omega and Cody Rhodes. And then if you think about New Japan and Impact, I want you to think of Jonah. I love that. Hell yeah. Jonah, I want to thank you so much for doing this interview with me. I really wish you nothing but the best. And I'm excited to see everything that you do at PWG, Impact New Japan, or wherever the wind takes you. I'm very excited to see all of that. Before we go, I do want you to go ahead and feel free to plug in anything you'd like to plug in. Yeah, of course. You can follow me at Jonah is here on Instagram and Twitter. And that's where you'll be able to find everything Jonah. And uh, you, there's a link tree on both of my bios that will let you know for merchandise and stuff like that. I love it. Get that link tree link, man. You get to look at everything <laughs> on there. I'm going to share all of those links in the description box below. So you guys can go out, support Jonah, and you guys can find out where you can watch Impact, New Japan, PWG, etc. All of that will be in the description box below. Thank you guys so much for watching. Please do not forget to give this video a like, subscribe to the channel, and I will see you on the next one. Bye, everyone.